there is no way you are the person I should marry if that's the reaction I get when I do that. Hey, Bachelor Nation. This is the Bachelor for the Ages podcast, and we're talking all things Bachelor. The romance, the tears, the drama, and everything in between. So if you like it, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. All right, let's get into it. What's up, Bachelor fans? I'm Sarah. And I'm Debbie. (laughs) I'm going to take a sip of my water and then introduce myself. Just kidding. That was so funny. That little gap of silence that you just heard was my mouth. (laughs) Deb, take a sip of water. But you're listening to the Bachelor for the Ages podcast. Mom, how are you? I'm doing great, Sarah. It's it's kind of nice here in New Jersey because the temperatures are starting to get a little fall-like. So we've got that cool air, kind of that football weather, kind of fall feel, which has been really nice. And, you know, everything's good. Work's busy, but we're all doing well here. We were so excited to get a really cool gift this week from Italy. Um, And so that was so thoughtful of you to send us some very, uh, very wonderful wines from the vineyard. So thank you. Yep. I visited a vineyard and I knew I would have to send some wine home. And I did. That was great. How are you? I'm good. You know, just living life in Roma. I'm going to Venice <laughs> this weekend. So I have an early train tomorrow. But, you know, still watching Bachelor in Paradise. It looks like next week and the week after is the finale. And then I think we have a, I think it's like straight into Michelle's actually. I know. Um, I know. Glad we're kind no of figuring out how weary. to. <laughs> no. I had a hard time this week too, because I had a lot of night meetings. So I was like watching it a little bit every night, but kept falling asleep on it. I'm sorry to admit. So I finished it off on the treadmill this morning. So I'm ready. No, I, I'm, I would, I find the Tuesday nights more difficult because I can't watch it then till Thursday morning. Cause mm-hmm. it doesn't post until technically like Wednesday, 8 PM Eastern time, which is 2 AM on Thursday. So it's, it's tough for me to, I can't watch it before Thursday and Thursday's really our only time to record because Fridays I'm typically out the door traveling the world, traveling the world. So it's, it's really Thursday. So I'm like in between classes, trying to watch, watching in the morning, but I know getting it done though, getting it done. You're getting it done. I'm very proud of you and it's so fun and there's a lot. I think there's a lot in this episode to debrief. I have a lot of, I, when I was writing some notes, I had a lot of times where I was like, I wonder what Sarah thought of that. Normally when we're watching it together, we can like talk, but now I'm like, oh, I have to save it for the podcast. So let's see. Oh, wait, everyone, hold on. Sarah's taking a sip of water. Should I announce it? The difference was, is I took a sip while you were talking, not during dead air where I was like, hi, I'm Sarah waiting for you to say, and I'm Debbie and you're just sitting there drinking. <laughs> now we know for next time yep I won't bring my water to the podcast oh no so where do we begin well I think let's get the Ivan thing out of the way right 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 I mean the, the whole thing, thing started with Ivan lying about whether Chelsea approached him that whole opening scene where he kind of got caught in that. And then before they could even get to the rose ceremony, the whole thing with Ivan and this uh, Alexa at the hotel. I mean, there was just a whole thing. Ivan just behaved badly. 
on a lot of fronts. Yeah. I felt bad for him because, you know, his BIP trajectory has really been sad because he started off great. He hit it off with Jasenia and it just kind of spiraled, you know, because then it was like, oh, he maybe he has a connection with Kendall and that didn't work out. And then it was the not didn't work out. And by the end, like I did feel bad for him, but he wasn't helping his case at all. That's an excellent point. I feel like after the whole Jasenia thing, he's he just was ruined. Yeah. You know, I think because he, he was really into her and I think that was a hurt. And then he was trying to achieve a similar relationship and kind of got almost desperate in his approach to do that. Um, I think what it showed me, I don't know if he was behaving badly. Maybe I take that back. Maybe it was more just a sense of immaturity a little bit in him in terms of how to navigate this situation. I mean, I had to laugh though when Wells is out there talking about the gravity of the situation and how serious this was. And everyone's like, what a horror. Oh my gosh. I'm thinking, guys, this is not that big of a deal. I mean, he had no love interest there, really. There was a girl, I mean, I don't know if I wouldn't have done the same thing, candidly. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was hurtful when he said he wouldn't have accepted Chelsea's rose. I mean, that, I think he was just immature in his whole response because I think you're right. I think maybe he was ruined. I think he, I think he was lost and I agree. I just like, I think he thought that him saying he wasn't going to accept Chelsea's rose was like a noble thing, but it really just came across as rude and like disrespectful to Chelsea. And it just kind of showed like, well, then Aaron was right, whatever he was saying, because you weren't, your intentions weren't pure with Chelsea. Like it was uh, a rose chase moment. Mm, yeah. The whole thing I mean, that he lied about Chelsea ta- pulling him aside when he pulled Chelsea aside. I, know. I love when they rolled the there. tapes. They rolled the tapes and we yeah. saw it happen. That was hilarious. I don't know. I felt bad. It always, it always makes my heart hurt a little when like people that are beloved on the, on their season, like go on a bachelor in paradise and their reputations kind of soiled on it. So I felt, I don't know. Such a good, such a good point. Yep. And yep. No, I, I agree. So yeah, but I thought it was funny at the end because Riley was like, you know, he's better than that. Like Riley was so passionate about it. And I was like, I don't know. It was kind of funny. And he had that whole talk with Ivan. He was like, we're better than that. You guys should yeah. show up better. Maybe Riley, I think Riley. I think Riley almost felt like a father to him. Yes, I think he feels responsible because he's older and a little bit more set forward in his career. But I think maybe he feels a sense of responsibility. And it was like trying to use it as a teachable moment for Ivan. Yeah. Again, it just goes to Riley's character, which I've always, you know, thought has been a good look for him on this show. I agree. So Wells, that kind of wraps up that week. And then Wells is the guest host of this. Yeah, which is, yeah. Which should have been happening the whole season, in my opinion. I know. I know. But they wanted to try out things. I, I don't know. But the one thing I just want to do remember is we had a whole, on our last podcast last week, we had the whole conversation around 
you know, the chemistry versus the, you know, following your heart versus following whatever. And it, at the end of the day, at the rose ceremony, Tia did give her rose to James, which I think, I just do, th do think that is noteworthy for what happened in later in the episode last, um, this week, but mm -hmm. Tia kept James and Blake went home and he was like, I don't know. He kind of looked like surprised. Like he doesn't get it. I'm like, that's his problem. He just doesn't get it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. he left. I, I like the Wells host. Yeah. And I think Tia also like gave him the rose knowing that it might like she might not be getting his rose the following week yeah I think she kind of yeah. but I think she felt like I felt like she didn't really see a future with either of them and felt more like James deserved it yeah so I got that same vibe um so, so then we have the Mari Kenny yeah. kind of let's take that through a little bit um i know it comes up but um, he kind of expresses some interest about losing the passion and what where do you think that came from i don't know. i haven't seen them lose passion, or maybe it was just a way to get in the the witch doctor <laughs> i don't know i know, know. I know kind of like i feel like someone went up to him and was like you gotta make this thing we gotta bring in this and i thought it was weird too because then they were all fine and good so do we want to talk? I mean, I know that was way later in the episode, but let's just circle it, close it with them. They they have this little oddness in the beginning. They bring in this switch. They do this whole thing with each other. And then everyone's like, oh, that's going to make them so close. And then all of a sudden their passion's back. <laughs> I don't know. It was like Wait, dumb. I don't know. I'm sorry. That was, that was dumb. It was kind of dumb. I mean, what was that thing too, where they were like rubbing this red thing I guess it was a candle. Yeah, that was each other. And like saying stuff to each other. I don't know. The whole thing, I I felt like it was a random storyline that frankly didn't need to be put in. Right. It was there something with that red candle to me. It made me uncomfortable. Yeah, me too. It looked like I, a little boy or something. <laughs> Is that what it was supposed to be? I don't know. I thought it looked like a a oh. penis. Maybe it looked like that too. <laughs> I, I honestly like really wasn't paying attention i thought these there is like, like what is that <laughs> sometimes they just do things that are, are 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 like just cut it cut it out yeah no. like i understand when i saw that i was like okay they wanted to have this scene and then maybe yeah. the whole kenny losing the passion it was just like scripted a little bit to me i, agree. I don't know anyway so that was the mari kenny thing and i'm um, happy that they're back and strong yeah, me too. I like them together. Yeah. Um, then Anna arrives. I don't know if yeah. you know the Anna James storyline. Sure, let's do it. She kind of like struggles, you know, at first because people are in committed relationships. This is this is always the flaw with Bachelor in Paradise is at some yeah. point the late arrivals just have a problem finding people. Yeah, I agree. But she goes on a date with James and it goes really well. And now they're they're a couple. There are a couple. So interesting kinds of things around that one. I felt like when she came on, I was like, not like excited about her, but that date with James, I was like, I really liked them together. Like she kind of grew on me and she was kind of cute. She was like, cause he has like a, you know, his family life, like brought him all over the world. And she's kind of like, I was raised and born in a small town. And she, she just was very, very sweet. I didn't love the the snakes and the double massage on that episode. Like I was cringing. I was like, I, I don't know. That freaked me out. Um, it would freak me what out. What I thought was, 
But what I thought was interesting though, is when they were on their date, Tia was all nervous about it. And I was thinking like, what do you think of that? Because I think she should be nervous. She, she had her whole, she went out on a date with Blake and had all this chemistry. She did that to James. Like what Tia, you can't expect something like you, I don't know. Like, yeah, no, I think it's cool to be nervous, but like it, I think it was expected because she did the same thing and she's kind of been expressing how she knew James wasn't really it for her. So yeah, so I feel like it was inevitable a little bit. Yep. That's true. But so, I'm happy for James that he finally had a love connection that went well and was mutual. Yes, me too. And you know what? When I saw him in that environment with her, I was like, I like him. I like him. I think he's a good guy. I think he's a good guy. And I think I've always felt like there was something going to be wrong with him because I don't think I loved him on his season, but it's like, he's always been good. Like I've always liked him on this, on BIP. I don't haven't had anything yeah. where I have like have a negative James moment or anything. I completely agree. So, so then, um, I honestly, I wasn't really super paying attention to that date. So this might be skipping around, but we have McKenna as another arrival. Yeah. Let's talk about the McKenna date because I think that's a good, because McKenna and Anna were both like late arrivals. They both had a date situation. So let's talk that through and then we can jump back into some of the power couples. Yeah. So she asks Aaron and he says no, which, and then she wants to basically go home, but Ed goes and offers to go on the date with her. Um, and at before first we, she's like, no. Right. But before we go there, can we just talk about the fact that she asked Aaron on the date and he turned, he turned her down and he said, he said, I thought this was very telling and, you know, we know later on what happened, but he says it's been an emotional week. He doesn't think he's in a good place for a date. He doesn't say I'm in a relationship with Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. No, he made it very clear. The reason why he was not saying no was not because of Chelsea. Right. Yeah. I thought that was interesting too. I thought that was interesting. So yeah, no, Ed approaches her. And what did you think of that whole scene? It kind of gave me a pit because at at one point I was like, yeah, Ed, like that's super cute of you to like go up and, you know, try and like rescue her and like go on the date. But like, she doesn't want to go on the date with you. And I, I'm happy for her that eventually like she just said yes and did it. And I, it seemed like she had a good time and she was like interested in Ed, but it like, it made me, it gave me a little bit of a pit because like, if I was her and I was just like upset about someone like rejecting me. And then this guy that like, I clearly wasn't interested in originally is like, come on, let's go on a date. And I'm like, Oh, like, I think I'm just going to go home. And he's like, no, no, like let's, let's go on a date. Like it worked out fine. And I was happy Ed did it. But it just gave me like a little bit of a pit watching it. Like, I don't yeah, know. I, yeah, I had the same reaction because I thought to myself, if, if, if a guy, if I asked a guy out on a date and he said no, and then some other guy came down and was like, no, let's go out. And I thought that guy was, if I, if I had any interest in that guy, I would go. So it was clear to me, like McKenna was not attracted to Ed at yeah. all. And that was like exactly. uncomfortable to watch. And I think that's what you're exactly. saying. I was like, she's not, she ain't into you, Ed. She so you're like, it. but he wore her down and she hemmed and hawed. And finally she was like, well, all right. And, and they went and you're right. They ended up having, they ended up having a good, a good time and a really nice date. And, and that was, and that was good. Um, I thought maybe, 
Well, not, I wanted to ask you about that. And, you know, Natasha's reaction, she always has this like snarly face. And I, I'm starting to realize, and I kind of wrote this notes. I think it's time in my mind for Natasha to go home. Like, I, agree. I don't think she can keep her guys. I don't see, I've never seen a moment through this whole season. I was always a Natasha fan, but now I'm scratching my head thinking to myself, have I ever seen Natasha be super nurturing or super adorable or cute with the guys? What do you, what do you think? Like, I, I don't, I don't remember really ever seeing her show up really that way, but I have a high regard for her, but I'm like, maybe I shouldn't. Yeah. No, I like her. And I think I I've seen her, I think on her date with Ed was like the sweetest, like cutest we've seen her, but I feel Mm. like we haven't really seen much after it. I don't know. I think honestly, like I applaud Natasha for staying through, but like, I really think the Brendan thing just really soiled her whole experience and I think she's kind of had to like look at everything through a negative lens now like even with the Ivan thing like she was super quick to like jump down Ivan's throat and then like anytime someone potentially switches who they're interested in it's like oh well they're just using that person to stay another week and it's like I know that happened to you and it was very wrong of them but let's just like settle a little I don't know like it I think she's just everything's like very negative and very like woes me and I think it stems from that experience so I just like I feel like she just kind of has to get out of the experience because I I just think it's like a negative now for her yeah I don't think she's a good match for for Bip any anymore I mean I, I don't know but yes everything you said I agree with so and then she ends up just to kind of close out her line storyline for this she ends up not feeling well and doesn't go to the big prom at the end of this episode. So there's there's something up with Natasha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. So do Joe and Serena. I mean, what what is there to say? I mean, they're they they're just so strong. They're they're king and queen of the prom. They they love each other. Yeah. How cute when he did his promposal for her. I know. I know. Just so excited for them. Yep, they've they've and then even they addressed kind of the long distance relationship thing and said that they would make it work. So I think I think that's good. Yeah, I'm happy for that. Um, Becca and Thomas yeah. seem like they're kind of like moving forward in their relationship, which is interesting. Yeah, um, Thomas, Todd. <laughs> I think I wanted Thomas, and I don't know if you caught this, but Thomas, when they're talking about the prom, Thomas makes some comment about his senior prom and how he says. I don't know. My senior prom was like so full of emotion. It was so emotion. It was just so much going on. And I was thinking my whole time, why am I not surprised? (laughs) I think that level of emotion and drama follows you, Thomas, wherever you go. So if you're going to the senior prom, there's there's emotion and drama at the senior prom. That's hilarious. That's so true. I noticed that too. I thought it was funny. Um, And I guess... Another thing that happened, I mean, the other couples too, Kenny, Mari, Marissa, and um, Riley. Riley. They're just solid. They they both get kind of like superlatives, like biggest flirt is Kenny, best kisser of toes, Marissa. Like that, those were kind of like those couple acknowledgements, but they're really solid. I think. I just, oh, you go. Okay. No, I was just going to talk about the prom in general. Cause you're bringing yeah. it up oh, the 80s 
loved, loved, loved the prom idea. That was such a cool idea. Loved all the eighties clothes. I thought it was so fun to see the couples get excited and go in and like do, you know, dance, but I have a bachelor for the ages question for you, which I wanted to ask you. Was it just really like, that was my favorite part of the show. I was like, ah, was it that way? Because it was an eighties themed thing and that was me or was it fun for you? I think it was because it was eighties prom maybe made it double because I was just kind of sitting there like (laughs) (laughs) I knew this I just think it was another like I was happy for the contestants that they had something to get dressed for and ready for and it was exciting and like a change of scenery but I think the 80s and seeing the 80s styles and stuff that they did was probably more special for you than for me okay yeah yep I just wanted to ask you I had a feeling about that because I was like no I was like this is so much fun but I think maybe it was because I just even liked the music it was just so my I did I did like the music I did like the music and just to see them dancing like they were going to a dance it felt so real I don't think I ever really remember seeing anything like that on BIP in the past yeah it was definitely really cute I thought it was cute yeah and so at the prom someone that makes waves is Aaron because you know Tia when everyone's asking you're really seeing Tia struggle with this she doesn't have a date Natasha's sick so I was proud of Tia for just like shaping up she went she got all dressed up and then Aaron kind of pulls her aside like gives her a corsage and they kiss and Chelsea's obviously upset it was kind of this like random thing I don't know where it came from I just thought it was interesting it I don't, came out of the blue I Chelsea, and I can't really understand like why I don't know it was weird and then Chelsea like was upset because you know he hadn't said anything to her and why didn't he and then what where do you think Tia how do you think Tia feels in all this I mean I thought Tia was somewhat friendly with Chelsea I mean all yeah. of a sudden it's like you're with this other dancing it up right in front of Chelsea like I don't know like what did you think of all that it's weird because I think Tia was probably like lonely and insecure so she was just like happy to be there I also I also think I think there's a big divide between seasons so I think everyone gets along but I think like your core group is like your season so like when Ivan was having his troubles like versus Aaron like Noah was really Noah and Riley were in Ivan's corner they were the Tasha Claire season and James was in Aaron's corner he's the Katie season but even then it's like Thea Becca like they were all on Ari season and like Chelsea like Abigail Serena were all on Matt season so they all kind of stick together so I I kind of feel like you know everyone gets along like if you're not from the season there's like a yeah. lot, like you're not as close. So I think Tia's loyalty is more to herself than maybe to Chelsea because I just don't think they're like super close. Yeah. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah. So that, that, all that drama, all that drama happened. I mean, but the big drama question. of the night. Oh, you oh, want to talk about that. Yeah. Before we go in, because I'm sure you're talking about Noah and Abigail. Yes. Yeah. Before we talk about them, the couple voted most happily ever after. Before we do that, I wanted to ask you when they were going to announce prom king and queen or people were voting for prom king and queen, who did you want to be prom king? Joe and Serena. Oh, did you think a couple should have won prom king and queen? Or did you think it could have yes. been just like the best guy and the best girl? Well, either way, 
Joe and Serena. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like the Joe and Serena one, and I and I thought that they would win it, but I was kind of plugging for like prom king for Riley. Okay. Okay. But not but not Marissa. <laughs> I, <sighs> I knew. Okay, I good. felt. I felt like they were trying to give like every couple something. So I felt like yes, they were. Yeah. Yeah, and then no. the whole Joe and Serena dancing their their king and queen song to the almost paradise song was cute. So sweet. Yeah, it was very it was very sweet. And with that, you know, Abigail and Noah win most likely to live most likely to live happily ever after. And the night before, yeah. 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 The night before they have this conversation where Noah says he's falling in love and Abigail freezes. And you know what it reminded me of? What? When Greg said I love you to yeah. Katie and Katie just looked at him and stared at him. Yes. And didn't do anything to a lesser degree, but along yeah. those same lines. And I think like, that's just so awful. Like if I was Noah, I would be so over this person too. In my head, I would think if that is how you react to me saying that to you, you are not my person. It doesn't matter yeah. how much I like you. It doesn't matter the effort I put in. There is no way you are the person I should marry if that's the reaction I get when I do that. Right. You are so right. And that's how eventually of essentially what he says to her. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, what the heck? Like, why am I even thinking? And then she said the whole time during the problem, I'm going to have to tell him how I feel, but she never fought for him. She right. never, she, you know, he pours his heart out and she says nothing even during this whole thing. And she says she's blindsided and she's, I'm like, Abigail, you had maybe, you maybe had a remote chance to rescue this if you yeah. really wanted it and you, and you, and you didn't. So maybe you don't really want it. Like, and now you're looking like the poor me, Noah's the bad guy when I'm like, I don't know. No, I think it's you. I, I, he I was very was honest. Like, yeah. And I think it's a theme. I think we've kind of seen Abigail lack maturity this whole season. I feel like that's something you pointed out the first episode of like recapping BIP. And I think that's something we saw tonight. And I like, I feel bad for her because I think she's hurt. I think she does care about Noah, but like, I, I agree with Noah here. I feel like Noah's been pulling at strings this entire time, even from that first date when she was like, oh, I friend zone guys easily. Like he kept pulling, kept pulling. And I think, I think it gets tiring. And I think even if you're in a, maybe a good relationship, it's like, if it's your person, it shouldn't be so much work. I agree with you. I totally agree. I, I, I'm, I was with Noah on that. And I thought she just never came through and, and I don't know, it's like not the Abigail. I remember from that season. I, yeah. I just, I don't know. Completely agree. Yeah. So those yeah. are kind of my, my thoughts on the, on the show and I'm excited for next week. I'm excited for some happy endings, but we Did do see all the previous. Yeah, I saw the previews. I saw the previews. This looks like a lot, a lot goes on there. Yep. Can't wait to debrief. Okay. And in other news, they named the new host of The Bachelor, a former yes. Bachelor, Jesse Palmer. What, what do you think? think? I think it's a smart move. He hosts, right? I'm going to miss Tasha and Caitlin. I hope they do Tasha and Caitlin for all Bachelorettes, though. That's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if he's the bachelor, like a guy guy and they do the bachelorette. I think that'd be nice. Yeah. I, I do like him. I'm, I'm excited. I, what, what do we remember what his story was and who he picked and who he, did he end up like what happened? 
I don't really remember. Don't remember. You know, that would be a fun thing to binge before the Bachelor season starts. Uh, uh, ooh, because we're going to be looking for something over the holidays to yep. binge. Let's binge Jesse Palmer's season. Perfect. Can't wait. Ooh, let's do a special Bachelor for the Ages episode. podcast episode of the whole season as we prep up and maybe it's a warm up episode to the January season of the bachelor. Perfect. So I'm going to put a challenge out there to our listeners, uh, PM us or let us know if you're in binge watch of the Jesse Palmer season in December. Can't wait. Sounds like a plan. Oh, the other, the other thing was just kind of cute was the whole Aaron and James have such a bromance that was in the end oh, of yeah. the show. Yeah. I saw that. I thought it was funny. I just wanted to make sure you caught all those things. The Jesse Palmer thing, Aaron and James romance and, and the preview. So those were my little afterthoughts. Perfect. Well, all right. that wraps up this episode. I'm looking forward to next week. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye.